What is going on, listeners? You are tuned into BS with RNS podcast, episode 11. Yeah, well, you talk to Mother Nature about that one right there. I have, she'll treat you like every other woman. Just ignore you. Just do what she wants to do. <laughs> Sorry. What's that old saying? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Shame. Oh, dude, I really do need to be stripped down to my drawers and flogged. Are you f***ing serious? And then- I don't want anybody who just said that Jerry Maguire, Napoleon Dynamite, and Fight Club are his least favorite movies. It's like Linkin Park. It's like <laughs> I, I was there when they were underground, and now they're all mainstream. Ah, shut up, stupid. So I remember when they were Park of Lincoln. Okay. I, I, I thank you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Rich. And this is Sean. Episode 11. How are you doing on this ugly-ass rainy day, sir? Uh, Just that. <laughs> I'm feeling like what it's like outside right now. <laughs> Living in Ohio, you already know what to expect if you've been here long enough. Very temperamental, very bipolar weather. You can go from 71 day to showers and a cold streak the next day, so... Nothing makes sense here at all. So this is bullshit. It's May 1st. All the rain's supposed to come in April. I'm tired of this uh, shit. Yeah, well, you talk to Mother Nature about that one right there. I have, she'll treat you like every other woman. Just ignore you. Just do what she wants to do. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so true. So true. Uh, so what's been going on, man? What you been up to? Uh, nothing much. Uh, just living my best life, if you will. Um, unfortunately, my daughter thought it was a good idea to play on the trampoline and end up basically breaking her or cracking her kneecap. Oh, shit. Yep. So now we're praying that it's just a shadow when they did the x-rays and hopefully it's just something very minuscule for the simple fact. I mean, she's she's a gymnast as well, too. So right now they have state final or state our states uh in two weeks mm-hmm. so i mean who's to say at this point right now but just leaving it up to the gods at this point just to see she makes a speedy recovery so she stayed at home or stayed home today and now she's back there basically just watching the powerpuff girls <laughs> living her best life too so i tell you what dude like this has been and I include today in this as well, but this has been the most crammed uh, couple days for myself. So we're going on three or four episodes where I made mention of said greenhouse slash sunroom. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I fin- I pretty much finished it yesterday. I just have okay. to put all. The, I just have to finish all the finishing touches, like put up weather stripping, do some caulking and stuff like that. So. That's all my docket today. Obviously, grocery, dropping kids off, doing laundry, but something else that uh, came up. This coming Saturday is free comic book day, which if you're a comic book fan, it's a pretty big deal every year. It's like nationwide. 
So publishers send out free books and stuff like that. And it's almost like little miniature conventions at the stores. So, they, you know, they do like uh, signings, they do giveaways, stuff's on discount, stuff like that. But um, on my other podcast, Heroes on Base, we interviewed a writer by the name of Paul Jenkins a few years back. And he's a really, I, I view him very big time, really great guy. So he is coming into town for signing on next Saturday. So he's going to be doing an appearance, I think on a couple, maybe more than just one time on Saturday. But tomorrow, I've been given the task of hosting a live stream interview for CXC, which is Columbus Cross, Cartoon Columbus Crossroads, which is a, a local event that gets put on every year. He was supposed to make an appearance last year and had to cancel because he was in the hospital. So I have to get all the logos together, do all the promotion, set it up almost like this type of format that we're doing now and get ready to do a live stream tomorrow at 6.30. And I haven't even started. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Good heaven. So, yeah, there's not enough oh. hours in the day bro i was just about to say man why, why does it always seem like it's always on you basically to do everything i mean i like i had to tell my kids well um when they were growing up like when you work try not to spread yourself too thin where yeah. you're everywhere at once because all you're going to do is burn yourself out and dude i really don't want you to burn yourself out at this point right now with everything that you're doing yeah. Between work and personal stuff and everything like that, you're you're going to be in a mental asylum in the next year or so. Right. That's what bourbon's for. Uh, ah, so just turned into a filthy alcoholic. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I had my yearly physical last Tuesday. After and how'd that go? Oh, one more medication for me, bro. I got to go on cholesterol meds because it's I'm going on three years of elevated cholesterol, like to the point where it's getting alarming and dietary changes aren't enough. So, I mean, it's hereditary for me. I've always had slightly elevated cholesterol, but now just add one more medication to my uh, list. So you, you can't be serious. <laughs> Dude, whoever says getting old is great. They really need to be um put in a, put in a headlock and just given a big ass noogie at this point right now because it does not get any better. I mean, we're at the age now we got to watch our cholesterol. We got to watch what we're our intake. Um, our digestive system is not the same. That stink ass acid reflux. Mm -hmm. Just. We can't win to save our lives at this point right now. So, so that's I'm me gonna... catching up, bro. I'm overworked and I got to take meds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody ever told us adulting would be like this. Uh, one of my co-workers introduced me to a website, um, not affiliated with the show at all, but uh, it's called bifta.com. So He's like, hey, man, keep your wife away from this website right here. Well, more than likely, he should have told me to keep away from the website <laughs> because my competitive nature took a hold of me. And I um, it's like an auction site. Basically, you, you bid on different items that have been liquidated or clearance to these stores. They go to these warehouses. So they have online auctions. Okay. My dumbass decided to. Oh, hey, a scooter. I'm not overweight or anything like that. I can get on this little scooter and do this. Plus, I like I've said in previous shows, we had our decks done as well. So I decided to uh, get some patio or bid on some patio furniture. And 
that's the main thing I wanted. But then it's like, ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. So now I am the pro- after a hundred and forty dollars of basically being competitive with another guy, which I should have just let him win it. And I am now a proud owner of a scooter that I'll never be able to use. So now my kids have a scooter now, and I am out one hundred forty dollars. And but I did win the patio furniture. That's one good thing. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of finding something to pick said items up and uh, have the wife yell. So this is a site that you have to then go pick up your your wings. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they make you put your credit card in, and there's are as the kids say, no ticky backsies. So there's no way. I believe (laughs) me. I was thinking about like maybe if I just cancel my card real quick, they won't find me. (laughs) But. I you you were with me when I was doing that. I'm sitting there doing the countdown. Okay, two hours. Nobody's bid on this. Uh oh. Okay, it's an hour. Nobody's Uh-oh. bid on this. Uh oh. Oh God, it's 15 minutes. Nobody. <laughs> and then it was because you kept telling me with the patio furniture. Hey, just put in a max, max bid. I'm glad. Well, I didn't you know, you put it on like those bidding sites like eBay. I've got a lot of experience with eBay, and I had uh, funny like all the action happens in the last two minutes. Like, so if you set an alarm and you're the high bidder, but the thing about eBay is it doesn't show you what the person bid until the auction's over. Whereas that website, you know, immediately what you need to bid to win it. Mm -hmm. So you definitely don't want to like 10 seconds left, have somebody come and steal your item. If you're not ready to, you know, bump up and do something else because they will, they'll straight up bid a penny more and win. Oh, absolutely. Well, that was, and again, when we were going through the last, what, 30 seconds, she's like, put in the max bid. Put in the max bid. Like, like, How oh, much money do you want to spend on this? The maximum amount. Put it, get ready to hit submit. Well, that's the thing, too. That's one thing that I like about this website, too. It, well, I'm now banned from the website, according to my wife. But the one thing I do like about the website is it shows you how much it is, uh, the uh, price is, the manufacturer mm-hmm. price. Yeah. So, so you see the deal I mean, you're getting. Yeah. So the, the one thing that saved my ass on this literally was um, the patio set was what, $756 or $759 or something, the original price. And I got yeah. it for $80. Now, here's the thing, too. Now, this is going to make me feel real salty if I basically it was like box one of three. And I've only, I paid 80 bucks for a box one and now I'm missing two other options. <laughs> That would that would be my that would be my luck right there. Oh man! So uh, eighty dollars on the patio furniture. How much was the scooter? Hundred forty dollars. <laughs> what was the MSRP on that? Uh, Two forty nine. So, so you, I I I saved a hundred nine dollars. So you paid more for a electric or a battery powered scooter? Electric powered. I used to see how melancholy I feel right now. I just. You ever? What's that old saying? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Shame. Oh, dude, I really do need to be stripped down to my drawers and flogged. Let's let's get into some personal shit. How did you tell the wife? I just told her. I've learned in my history of dealing with women that don't beat around the bush. Just say what you got to say right there. So, I basically just told the wife um, I made a mistake and. Lord knows where her mind went on that one right there. So <laughs> you don't hey, start it off like that. Like nothing's hey, wrong. I just exactly. uh, made a boo boo. Yeah. Right, well, no, because <laughs> I wanted to soften the blow because it could be, hey, 
this idiot just spent $140 on a scooter or hey, he just mowed down like a hooker on the middle of the road or something like that. It's one of the two extremes right there. So I guess my car. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. She wouldn't get out of my car. <laughs> and I saw GTA enough. <laughs> Don't you? There's some cheat codes for the five star or your warrant. But I just introduced her. <laughs> exactly. She did her business and then I beat her up and then I took her cash. So, and yeah, I just let her know that. And she's like, what is it? And I let her know. And it wasn't as bad. So well, she's like, damn, but then the hundred dollars for a patio set you got for eighty dollars. Good job. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, she I she I she gave me a big kudos on that. But then to find out the next day that she bought a outdoor monitor. So outdoor projector. It'll actually go perfect, Rick. Huh? Outdoor, oh, outdoor projectors. Oh, okay. Projector, excuse me. So she got a two hundred inch fucking TV, bro. Oh dude. <laughs> Oh, if I'm old to dream a dream. But yeah, that was, that was my little weekend story right there of stupidity personified. So guys, uh, eat your pride, eat your balls at this point right now. If somebody's outbidding you for something that's not worth it, don't do it. Don't do it. Let me be your cautionary tale. Stop it. <laughs> so yeah. Well, um, full disclaimer, real quick. I am getting back on the website, so <laughs> that's why you're wow. lying right now. You're in the middle of like ten other bids. Exactly. <laughs> so I really uh, need this. I need this hydrangea plant. Oh, <laughs> Fake yeah. one, Look, baby. I got it for you. <laughs> I, I told you about it. next next bid I make. I'm probably gonna stay at your house for a couple of days. If you don't mind. I got the uh, anytime, anytime. Yay! <laughs> you can stay in the greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it in for Touché. me. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay for that rug so I can just lay down on the floor. You just dry out your patio furniture first. <laughs> That's fair, and I'll just bring it over to your house. <laughs> Back the truck up, Sean. It's fine. All right. So um, we got another email from Matt Mother's Ball. He must be addicted to the show, and uh, or he just feels really bad. So either way, don't care. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Again, if you guys want to do show mail, just uh, hit us up at uh, bswrspodcast at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. Um, so this one is. Uh, Again, from Matt, his top 10 movies. I don't know if these are in any particular order, but Monsters, Inc., Hot Fuzz, The Lord of the Rings trilogy. See, Sean, I'm not the only one putting in trilogies there. Uh, We've got Star Wars Episodes. Doesn't mean it's right. (laughs) Star Wars Episodes 4 through 6. My guy. There are no other Star Wars movies. Um, I See You. I, Robot. Donnie Darko, Endgame, Band of Brothers. I know this is not a movie, but it's also not a show, and it's damn good. Band of Brothers is an excellent HBO series. God, that thing's probably like 15 years old now, maybe even close to 20. Such a good show. Uh, and I am not count, and I'm counting these as one because my dad had all three movies on one VHS tape. Short Circuit, Adventures in Babysitting, and Flight of the of the Navigator. 
I watched Flight of the Navigator, I think, last year on Netflix or wherever. Yeah, that shit didn't stand up at all. <laughs> I remember watching that at my uncle's house on HBO oh, when yeah. I was little. Um, movies I didn't enjoy. Fight yeah, let's Club. Get into this. Fight Club. Uh, uh, please. <laughs> Are there more? Uh, yeah, we got a couple. Fight okay, Club. All this after the about. fight. All right, no, 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 no. We're we're gonna address this right now. Well, let me finish what he said about it. Fight oh, Club oh, solved this oh. after the hype and felt it was meh. This is the reason I refuse to watch Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, <laughs> Christ Almighty! Keep, just just keep going. Jerry Maguire. What the? F- Are you fucking serious? I, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. Matt. I, I we gotta ban Matt from um writing into the show now. Are you are you serious? Citizen Kane, if anyone tells you this is their favorite movie, punch them in the face unless they were alive when it was released. And then I don't want anybody who just said that Jerry Maguire, Napoleon Dynamite, and Fight Club are his least favorite movies. Maybe somebody should punch you in the stomach right now, Matt. Uh, I, Rich Wagner, sound mind and body, do not condone the uh, actions of said Sean Patterson. Please feel free to uh, lend us all your uh, <laughs> your thoughts. No, no, that's fine. I'll be the lone gunman on this one right here. Oh, oh he's got to pay for this one. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. I was wondering, like, he kept asking me, like, hey, when are you guys going to do your next show? Uh, I wrote something in. And he kept bugging me about it. I was like, I'm not bugging me, but he was like asking about it. I was like, dude, we're, we're about to do another show. Now I know why. <laughs> now I know why. Uh, his last one says snatch because every goddamn person I knew who saw this had to talk with a British accent for a month and it was fucking annoying. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, I'm sure there are other movies I don't like. I just forgot them because I don't rewatch them. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Uh, Get ready for the button. Matt, go yourself. Um, (laughs) And that's with all love and respect. That's with love right there. No respect. How the hell do you not like Jerry Maguire? You and again, that's one of those Jerry Maguire, Fight Club, and um, what was the other one? Jerry Citizen Kane. Not bad. Yeah, well, Rosebud. Who cares? Um, <laughs> no, but oh god, what did he say? Oh, Fight Lord, Club, god. and the reason he doesn't watch uh, Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Fight Club, Jerry Maguire, and. Napoleon Dynamite all have rewatchable viability right there. And you're telling me it just sounds like he just doesn't want to be part of the fanboys and everything. It's it's like Lincoln Park. It's like <laughs> I, I was there when they were underground and now they all mainstream. Ah, shut up, stupid. So, I remember no, when they were Park of Lincoln. Okay. I said, I, I, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, fooey. Excuse my language. God, Matt, why you got to start so much fucking drama, man? Oh, I think I need another soul off right now to calm down. <laughs> P.U. He knew this. He knew this was coming, man. He, he knew, knew it. 
what did Alfred say? <laughs> Some people just want to see the world burn. <laughs> Only 11 I, I episodes think, in, Matt. Why are you going to come in a lot? Oh, if we were having such a good time, too, and just living our or living our good lives right now, and this fool had the nerve to... Oh, what a, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Feel, Matt, please feel free to write in a response. This is, yeah, this is hilarious. Yeah. This is what I love yeah. about show mail, dude. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. <sighs> All right. Oh, so this is why people don't do this, because they know if it's something we disagree with, they're going to get out. <laughs> And beating. Let Matt be your cautionary tale. <laughs> you either agree with all of our picks or you don't. <laughs> Get your own gun. I kid. I kid. I kid. But yeah. Other than that, like again, please send in your mail. I mean, it's good having this interaction right here, even if you don't agree. Like I said, it's good to have this little little banter. You know what I'm saying? So I like it. Matt, thanks, dude. That was funny. Really funny. <clears throat> All right, so Sean, we got some uh, drama, some Do drama, some drama bullshit to talk about hey. real quick. Uh, let me present this bullshit. Just makes me so fucking happy. So BuzzFeed Incorporated. Okay, so this is from uh, Think Bazaar. <laughs> I'm not going to dwell on this, but it's always great to see uh, woke companies go broke. So we can't have an episode without talking shit, right? Yes. So. Let's see. Uh, BuzzFeed is dead. The downfall of a new media giant. There were there was a time when all we all used to enjoy watching BuzzFeed videos. Not really me. Almost everyone loved to watch their favorite creators, Ryan and Shane from BuzzFeed Unsolved series, but made the famous creator like Ryan and Shane, blah, 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 and all others leave BuzzFeed. Many people overlooked BuzzFeed when they were looking for reliable, quality journalism outlets, despite the fact that the post-pop culture observation, funny quizzes, and Chrissy Teigen's updates every day, what some fail to notice is that BuzzFeed consistently produced high-quality investigatory or investigative and news articles covering a variety of social topics domestically and internationally. I love everything about this article, except for... Except for the actual article, I like the ad that was in here. Angie's Pizza, that does sound good for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Long story short, BuzzFeed News and BuzzFeed, which I think they're owned by like Huffington Post or whatever, they're gone. HuffPo. They're gone. And uh, I, I, I really like this one here. This I, I found out uh, this weekend. This is from Deadline, and this was from the 27th. Vice News Tonight. To end as company undergoes news layoffs and restructuring, Vice Media Group announced that it was streamlining its new divisions, including layoffs and the cancellation of its signature newscast, Vice News Tonight. Bruce Dixon and something something, the co-CEO of Vice Media Group, said that the changes were in response to the current market conditions and business realities facing VMG and the broader news and media industry. How about you're just full of fake ass shit and people stop supporting it? <laughs> to be incredibly clear, Vice News is core to Vice Media Group and fundamental to our business. We are not exiting the news business, but we are changing the shape of Vice News to position the whole company for a long term opportunity and improvements how we deliver important groundbreaking journalism well into the future, they wrote. Yeah, good luck with that. So Vice and BuzzFeed, gone. I have nothing to say. Um, it's just a matter of we knew 
the pendulum always swings back. You know what I'm saying? So yep. a I lot go back of these to my previous I go back to my previous statement from a couple episodes ago. They created this monster and it's you know, now they're gonna have to deal with it, live with it. Yeah. It's basically Dr. Frankenstein creating Frankenstein, and now Frankenstein has turned on his creator. Yep. So here's my little two cents about it as well. I feel bad for some of these employees that were there that actually were legitimate journalists, did legitimate things there, but unfortunately they got caught up in the politics of the company, and now they are being directly affected by the decisions made by the company right there. Now, mind you, they chose to stay even after. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of them that said this is not the direction I like the, the company is going in right now so i'm out but some actually did stay so i mean you play with fire you get burned we know that old saying but i do feel bad for a lot of employees there that were not into it but unfortunately and as we know cannot speak up about it because the woke mob basically will come at you with pitchforks and torches at this point so it's better just to keep your mouth shut and just keep your head down. Meanwhile, keep your opinions to yourself. But unfortunately, that doesn't solve anything in the long run. And let's be honest now, you're looking for a new job. So it is what it is. Maybe so. it's a blessing in disguise for you people that were quote unquote decent journalism journalists, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's so many other platforms. There's so many other places that if you are a legit journalist, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have wanted to been associated with somebody like this. Like half well, again, of half where the are you going to go? Post, well, f- it, dude, that's I think these big media companies are going under because it's all about the independent. Like everybody's doing their own thing, utilizing mm-hmm. social media. Like, I, I, again, I don't like to see people lose their jobs either. But if you were one of those people that were just writing fake shit to write fake shit, which is what. I know BuzzFeed had a lot of that shit. Well, good riddance to you. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You're Buzz you're part of the fucking problem. Yeah. And now now you're you're bullshit. I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be 50-50 on it. Like you said, you feel bad for people that are legit, but you mm-hmm. know, some of these people knew that they wrote fake shit and wouldn't take it down or retract it or do the do the honorable journalistic integrity type of thing. And for well, them go to hell. Good luck. <laughs> Well, at that point, BuzzFeed was basically a the I on top of the hill behind like your MSNBCs and all those other platforms that love to gaslight, rather than rather than just reporting media. Oh, absolutely, Uh, good riddance. But let's be fair, though. I mean, for everyone that dies, ten more pop up. Yeah. So it's like almost like roaches at this point, right there. So if if you see one, you know there's more. So just because these two companies uh, have gone under doesn't mean that there's not going to be more in the future that are going to be on the same par or if not worse than what BuzzFeed and Vice, whatever. Well, like, dude, when Vice first came out, like, I remember watching some of it and they did, they did decent, like, document documentaries and stuff like that. And it was, like, interesting. Like, they had, like, roundtables that were interesting but they just turned into like like you said gaslighting and provocateurs of trying to be first and we all know what happens when you try to be first and then when you're wrong you just stand by and double down and don't don't uh do what you should do as a a journalistic integrity is what i said before 
a lot of these people well, again, like that, dude. They just want to be, uh, you know, recognized, and it's all like for their own personal gain. And it's just, and you're you're cool with just ruining somebody else's life with fake ass shit. But well, what brings people to the uh, what puts asses in the seats or eyes on the screen is sensationalism. Yep. Being sensationalist, basically, and like I said, get you clicks and views and everything, and not not, and that's where your integrity basically comes into play. Is is it really worth it in the long run? Yeah, and they pretty much thought it was, and look where they're at right now. I it was probably good at the peak, but now it's just like everything else, bro. People get into the they get in they get in the background, and then they. They take their cancerous ideology and it wrecks it from the inside out, man. Well, you can't. It's one of those things where you can't admit that you're wrong as well either. Oh, and no, that's yeah. when, when people see weakness. When they they think people see weakness, so they base. I would say that they just they would double, triple, quad down on the bullshit, mm-hmm. and then it's like not. It's like you can't go at at this point. You're at the point of no return. Yep. So it's like, what do I do? Do I retract this or do I just keep going? And they kept going. So I feel bad, but it is what it is. Ta-ta. You know, hopefully, you know, culture keeps switching and we'll head head it right back towards reversal. Basically. Yeah. And like I said, it's just, again, the pendulum always swings. It does. It never feels like it always goes because you always feel like you're in Looney Tune world. But it's just like 2013 has actually been kind of kind of decent with a lot of this nonsense out there basically being put in check. At the end of the day, man, BuzzFeed, Vice, go yourself dot com. Um, do you have any other news to talk about where we could relish in people or in failure? Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, apparently I'm just I'm right there with them with being a failure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, this is from PlayStationLifestyle.net. <clears throat> yes. This is PS5 scalpers having a hard time selling consoles. This is as of April 19, 2023. Oh. 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 You hate to hear it. I mean, good upstanding <laughs> people basically just uh, charging $2,000 for a PS5, buying them all out, and now they're having a hard time. Your heart really goes out to them. All right. <laughs> I smell bullshit. Oh, All right. Uh, so the article begins. PS5 scalpers are apparently having a hard time offloading their inventory after Sony officially put it into stock shortage stemming from the pandemic. Like other in-demand products, PS5 and Xbox Series X and slash S suffer from restricted supply for nearly two years after launch. A situation made worse by scalpers who sought to take advantage of global supply chain disruptions. Pieces of shit. Ah. <laughs> All right. Then it says PS5 scalpers selling consoles for lower than their retail price. Oh. Well, well, well. As spotted by Redditors and the gamer, Facebook Marketplace has quite has quite a few listings from sellers who are evidently scalpers selling PS5s for as low as $400. Ooh, a similar situation is unfolding on eBay where sellers are willing to part PS5 for less than $500. Oh, 
dun, dun, dun. So, so let me ask you this, Sean. Let me ask you this. So if I'm, if uh, again, I show my ignorance of the current uh, video game industry. Oh, no, dude. Go ahead. How many, how many levels of PS5s are there? Because I know like Xbox had like a terabyte or, you know, lower, lower memory models. How many mm-hmm. different PS5 models are there? Uh, right now, just one. So it's just one. It's just one. So again, you can always upgrade your memory. So if you want to do a one terabyte, two terabyte, I mean, again, with all these games coming out, they require so much now gigabytes as well, too. So the more memory, of course, the more storage you have. I mean, I'm, I'm not explaining anything new, but on the flip side, this was this. So if I want to go, if I want to go to Best Buy right now, yes. get in the car, go to Best Buy and I want to buy a PS5, A, they should have it. And B, I'm paying what? $499? $500? Uh, $499, uh, $499, $599, just depending on which one you're going with. Um, because I know they have the deluxe edition, like as far as like it comes with God of War, Ragnaroks. So okay. I believe that's the five, or if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's the $599. Um, let me check real quick before I tell you a bold face lie. So I lied to you. So um, just depending on where you go to, okay. it, it ranges all over the place right now. So. Um, if you go to GameStop, it's five oh nine. Some are have some for four fifty nine. It just depends on if it's a, a used or, or if it's a used copy or a new edition, basically. But yeah, I, if you go to like any of these stores now, your Targets, your WalMarts, your Best Buys, your GameStops, they will have them in stock now. So again, no more base or no more out of desperation paying a thousand. 1500 2000 for our new console right there where now you can actually just get it at the actual market price okay so now again going back to now these scammers are are scammers that's not that's not a good term now these scalpers are basically trying to scramble to make some money now okay because they probably saw once they got them back in stock oh my god so now so oh no 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 i'm glad you asked that uh, because again, now it get actually just gives hope to people who just—I mean, just wanted just wanted the console and not paid an exorbitant amount because of these jackasses end up marking up the price on or using bots to base anytime they came back into stock, use bots to basically buy everything that was in. Which, <clears throat> excuse me, Walmart actually did at one point like crack down on that one. Okay. I mean, they said once they came out with like a second back, once they found out it was a problem, they did put in there uh, a safety measure where the bots would not be able to do it as much as they were doing it or basically clearing them out of stock. So uh, they said well, that first, one point, first thing, don't they, shouldn't, shouldn't they have per, uh, like uh, measures in place to limit the number of like you can only buy one? Well, yeah, but then again, that's why you have bots on there that basically are that have a different IP address. Gotcha, okay. That way, they're not checking. Or piracy bullshit. Oh, it's it's oh <laughs> it it sucks out loud, dude. But gotcha. there was like on one of the websites they said Walmart basically told them, and one day they had to. It was like oh god, like a hundred thousand or something like that that Jesus. they had to get. Oh yeah, it, it was. I'm telling you, dude, it was. They weren't playing around. It didn't help that people were actually like, if people weren't actually paying for it, yeah, it wouldn't have been 
the biggest problem. But people were so desperate instead of just holding out until Sony and Microsoft were back in stock so they can put in production uh, new devices. If they would have just held strong, we would not be going through this. But people were such put in such a spot, either for Christmas or I need this now. Hey, I'm a well, and, you know, I can I can see the this coming out of pandemic, a chip shortage, supply down. But then there were people that legit couldn't go to work, and like you can only stream so many new shows. Like they were probably looking for new vices to latch onto, and I need a I need a new console to try to play this game, and the scalpers had him by the balls man and like well i guess i'm gonna pay double for this and i, I mean you and i and a lot of people we know wouldn't fall for that but that just that just sucks it's just, i hate people that just you know take advantage of people that prey on other people's not saying that when you're working at home or you're you're at home because you can't work that's what you should spend your money on but that's just me yeah that's yeah that's not our job to tell you what you need to spend your money on but right i get I, I look at it as it's very predatory because very I know people scary. are in the spot and we live in a world of I need it now. Yes, so, right now. I just yes. ordered it. It's not on the front porch yet. Shit. Th- thank you. So that's where we're we're in that world right now. So I just uh I mean I'm looking at the comments on there too. I am glad I never gave in to scalpers because those prices were insane. They just started to be stuck with those consoles and lowering the price. Uh, you want me to feel sorry for the because I don't. <laughs> they made buying, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they made buying a PSL f- hell for me. They can live with the consequences of their action. See, and I think there's a lot. I mean, look at the comments, they are just getting roasted and not burnt and have they, to sell a uh, sell at a loss. <laughs> Read a couple more, <laughs> these are fun. Okay, that's what I was like. so glad to hear it. Um, I like I like this name Tyler Douche Six Fifty. <laughs> um, <laughs> these people they thought they were so damn clever. Who's laughing now? This is funny, man. This is probably the best story of the year so far. Ethel Scalper, <laughs> and this picture has always irritated me for the dumb way they are stacked. The digital console should be in some sort of pattern, and one of the disc bases facing the wrong way. It bothers me every time. Blah blah blah. Scalpers are disgusting, so they are not going to get a single sympathy from me. I hope these MFers learn a lesson. Oh, they are just getting, I like I said, nobody. Oh, I love the fact that they just, uh, and I love the four are of all the, re, they have these little reaction emojis of what's going on. I mean, it is a, a 59% love, 41% LOL. There's nobody angry about this. There's nobody <laughs> sobbing about this. Nobody's in the middle. I just think that this is freaking awesome. And like I said, it's just like we was talking about in the last story, the pendulum always swings. So it's just a matter of just being patient and just waiting for the hammer to drop. I love and these, now these justice bullshit stories. These are so oh, I, exactly. It's like, because we want, because everybody, because everybody wants instant karma. And again, yep. we know Karma's a fat bitch. She takes forever to show up, but boy, when she shows up, when she's out of breath, man, there's hell to pay. So it, it's just a matter of just being patient at this point. So scalpers, go fuck yourself on this one. Enjoy your enjoy your thousands of, or enjoy your um, closet full of PS5s that you can't unload. 
and um, have a good day. Don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> <Ba-na-na>. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Flash trailer two came out. Yes, you want it to did. Talk about that? Uh, sure. Let's talk about that. What are your thoughts? What are your general Go-go. thoughts? You watched it. Go. All right. Well, uh, before uh, Saturday when we were doing show prep, so I decided to watch it again because there's a lot of things that you said look out for. So I'm looking at it intensely. I didn't psychoanalyze it like you did. But then once I started watching it, I started to uh, break down a lot of things. Uh, I'm going to say something very unpopular right now. I don't like the fact I, we've already had nostalgia bait with spider-man no way home uh right now this this feels like a nostalgia bay because like, if you haven't been living on a rock michael keaton is reprising reprising his role as batman bruce wayne i just don't like the fact that it's just batman we have now known is very gritty very um down to earth i mean not down to earth what am i saying and he's very just just uh, an enigma if you will right and it just I don't like the whole cavalier attitude of Michael Keaton right there. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So basically, he's just pulling like movie quotes out of or his quotes out of his first movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm Batman. Yeah, it's like, ugh. <laughs> this is why you have to respect Snyder. A Zack Snyder is again like I've talked to you about it before. I love the fact Batman Superman got panned by critics. But I love the fact that they put a voice modulator on Batman. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, shit, that's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> yeah, or why, why does Batman sound like he got a bad cold? You know what I'm saying? Or he There's has bronchitis. College humor made millions oh. off that impression. Oh. Oh God! What is his name? Pete? Um, not Pete Townsend. Jesus Christ! Uh, Pete Holmes <laughs> made that. You know, or made that great parody, Bad Man. Yeah, I swear, dude, that is probably. I've lost a couple of days of my life laughing that hard at his just his, him just breaking down Batman and him just trying to disappear. And every time Commissioner Gordon turned around, he's trying to sneak away. <laughs> Turn around! I'll be right back. He's just yeah. like. But going back to it, it's just going back to the review. I just, I don't know. And like I said, it, I don't want this to tarnish what I know about. I know, and then I know we talked about this about what they were very limited on what they could do back in the eighties. Yeah, but it's just like, man. It, now, I mean, it was relegated to finding a bell tower, basically, where you just, I mean, Joker falling off that. Um, that building basically you could see the, the animate or the church yeah you can see him the animation basically of the cartoon joker <laughs> ah, yeah, exactly now he's basically gliding through the air doing all this other stuff it just doesn't seem like it's for that batman right there if i can be completely honest i got you maybe yeah so i i I mean, just being a comic book fan, of course, I am going to watch it, and I'll give my honest opinion about it, because I, I, I have to. But I just hope this doesn't like 
take away the nostalgia from Tim Burton's Batman. Um, I mean, I love this. I love this when he opened when the vault opened and you see just the different suits in there mm-hmm. or the bat suits in there is freaking awesome. Uh, the one thing I we talked about too is when we did a freeze frame of it. There's two flashes, of course, yeah. but one's in a modified batman suit basically oh it made me absolutely sick to see it It just looked awful um but other than that like i said it's just a nostalgia bait um uh the supergirl or superwoman or whatever i i just don't know about that one just yet but we'll we'll take a look at it real quick and see what it's all about it may just be a red herring and it's actually a fantastic movie but I I just I don't know, I don't know. So I, other than that, do you want to go see it? Yeah, I think I'm still excited about it. Um, I'm excited about the potential of all all the things that can spawn after it. I mean, obviously, our second episode on this podcast was discussing James Gunn's plan and how unexcited I was about it. I don't know. I hope that Michael Keaton isn't just relegated to just like a, a funny punchline. It doesn't seem like he necessarily will be. It seems like he's going to be more involved than I initially thought. I feel like Michael Keaton's going to have more screen time than Ben Affleck, which the scenes we've seen with Ben Affleck with the blue and gray suit look amazing. Uh, hopefully, which they did say they would never. Why we kept our a lot of Batman fans kept asking why isn't he in the blue and gray? Why? Well, it would not translate well onto the silver screen. And you watch these previews, and it is fantastic. Yeah. I just hope that there's something. I mean, DC's always had a problem like showing their hand too much in their previews. Obviously, uh, BVS, like towards the end when that was coming out, you saw Doomsday, and like that could have been like a huge fucking secret that should have been lent to people that actually went to the theaters to see it. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't necessarily know if it, it's made me more excited to go. I, I, I'm still going to go see it. It's just, I don't know. I just hope Michael Keaton isn't relegated to his 89 one liners and stuff like that. The one big yeah, key takeaway. like that I really liked was the additional Batwing footage, that oversized Batwing looks dope. It really makes me want to order the Todd McFarlane $250 toy, but uh, I probably won't because I don't know where the hell I'd put it. Um, but all in all, dude, it hasn't changed my opinion of it. I just think it's it could be groundbreaking for a DC movie. Um, it could be a disappointment, whatever. All in all, it's cool to see all those different people in a movie and would be even better if Henry Cavill was in it or if um, Christian Bale made an appearance. Hopefully, like when we discussed it, uh, Grant Gustafson, isn't that how you say his name? Grant Gustin? I believe so, yeah. But they, I, if I'm not mistaken, they had him, originally they had uh, him in the actual um, credits. Yeah, so, so maybe he'll yeah. make an appearance. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see that, but all in all, I, I'm still going to see it. Nothing, nothing major. No, no new developments, I guess. Well, going back to your one point, real quick about movie train or DC, like in their movie trailers, I, dude. I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of movies nowadays, it's not just relegated to DC. A lot of these movies do that, where they basically tell the whole story in the movie trailer, mm-hmm. and it kind of takes you out of it instead of having that big reveal. Batman versus Superman, it would have been beautiful just to see, oh shit, they got Doomsday in this. 
Yep. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's not how he was made, but oh well. You know what? At least it got Doomsday in it instead of basically giving you the whole plot, the whole story in a two-minute trailer. I just remember that's that trailer way. coming out and be like, oh shit, Doomsday's in it. Superman's dying. Like I just like it, it ruined the whole the whole thing. You know really. what, you knew what was gonna you knew what it was gonna be. Yep. So I'm looking at the cast. <clears throat> uh Ezra Miller, creep. Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, uh, Sasha Cal, which pl- she's the one that's playing Supergirl. And let me tell you something, dude. They did her a ba- they did her an injustice with the way she looks in uh, this uh, Flash movie. Because I'm looking at her biopic right now. Holy shit. She's gosh. gorgeous, man. She is absolutely gorgeous. Not to be misogynistic or anything, everyone. Ooh. I, I, oh. <laughs> So, Kersey Clemens, Iris West, Michael Shannon's, of course, return as General Zod. Uh, Maribel Vendu is going to be the mother. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. I'm not going to do her. Uh, I don't even know who he is. Ron Livingston. Oh, wow. Ron Livingston is going to be Henry Allen. Yeah. Um, you want to know who else is part of the cast? Who? Henry Cavill. Ooh. Gail Gadot. Ooh. Uh, but I do not see Grant Gunderson in here, which he was originally. I know, like episode two when we did this, he was listed. Yes, he was in the cast and he is no longer in the cast. Now, like I said, I know they did the whole thing where they did the, um, they did the little crossover on the CW flash where they had, um, the DCUs, um, or they had Ezra Miller's flash meet up with him and everything. And I thought that was cool. So. I thought, well, why not? They're not going to. Why is Nicolas Cage in this movie? I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> why is Nicolas Cage in this movie? Nicolas Cage is who? Nicolas Cage? <laughs> I just see Nicolas Cage. He doesn't even have a title. Oh, God. Henry Cavill doesn't have a title either. That's that's kind of concerning as well. What website are you on? Uh, I just type or just go to the Flash. Okay. All right. And here, I'll share it right real quick with you. So as you can see, your boy's right here. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill. Uh, one of the, oh, God, that's just a damn shame what they did to him. Uh, but yeah, Nicolas Cage <laughs> as Nick Cage. Where's Gal Gadot? Nicolas is she Cage. listed as Wonder Woman? Oh, uh, she's listed as Wonder Woman. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw Shazam. Or did you see the second Shazam? Uh, I got a, I rented it and got halfway through it. Okay. And it was so, like and- the what I did see of Wonder Woman, he was having like a, a daydream and it was literally like the back of her head. I didn't I mean she could have been in the movie towards the end, but I, I haven't mm-hmm. decided to either wait for it to hit HBO Max to finish it. But oh wow. I mean the fact so- that I only got halfway through it and didn't make it a priority to finish it, it yeah, not that. I love watch our the one thing I too because yeah I'm definitely gonna watch uh, I'm gonna watch it when it comes on HBO Max I'll just re up HBO Max again pieces of garbage but I love watching the buy or watching the like the cast and what their title is in the movie mm-hmm. I like this Isabel Bernardo she mm-hmm. is panicking woman <laughs> what is so when you go to free uh, when you, Exactly. When you go to interviews or or if you go to auditions, would all okay, right, Isabel? What did you play? I was panicking woman. Dude, all think, right. Do you think 
that because Nicolas Cage is not listed as anybody, and neither is Henry Cavill, what if both of them are Superman? I thought I knew that's what you. Were, I swear, <laughs> when you said that, I my head went there. What if they bring him as the Superman Returns? I, I will. I will. I I don't know if I would be happy or if I would leave the movie after that. <laughs> He's got to have the long hair and that ugly ass suit. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he just needs to play Nicolas Cage and as Nicolas Cage, and then just leave. Please don't bring that Superman return. Please, God, don't don't do this. On it here, Nicolas oh. Cage is gonna be Superman in the movie. Oh, oh, fooey. <laughs> May first, twenty twenty three. I called it. No, he's he's good as Dracula. Don't do this. <laughs> DC, I'll, I'll, I'll swear to God, I'll pull the parachute and I will leave. <laughs> I will leave you forever if you make Nicolas Cage this Superman. Bullshit. That was 30 years ago. Let it be there. I'm telling you right now, man. We're going to have an episode here in the future. Nicolas Cage is Superman. <laughs> I got to get off this planet. Oh, God. I... Maybe I'll go to Krypton if it's still around. Well, uh, everyone, we are going to look at our countdown of top 10 TV shows. Now, me and Rich had a conversation that are, when we were going over show prep. I was under the impression that we were going with TV shows that we grew up with that we love, not just TV shows in general. So... I've, I, he's got his list of items. I got my list of items, like I said, what I grew up with. And we're just going to go from there. So, like I said, it's just going to be kind of weird. Like, I'm going back to 80s and 90s shows while he's, like, doing current shows. But I think it'll work. And if you differ from the list, or if you have something of your own, please feel free to email us. Yeah, I just, I, I probably have, like, three shows on here that I actually maybe four that I actually grew up watching. A lot of them are modern day. Mm -hmm. Um, So did you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'll just knock this out real quick. All right. right, So my number nine show is, is kind of, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of, I don't want to say irrelevant, uh, but it's kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Obscure. Obscure. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Uh, man, and I grew up watching this right here. So my number nine show is is Rock. Okay. It used to be a show on uh, Fox. It used to come on, I believe it was Sunday nights, or it may have been Thursday nights, one of the two. But it was uh, one of those shows. It was a powerful, like, inner city show. I mean, it had its funny moments and everything, but it just... It usually talked about like the ills of the black community, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When drugs are introduced, uh, gangs are introduced, things like that. Charles S. Dutton, I don't think gets enough credit as an actor. I know he's been in a lot of things. Like I said, Aliens. Um, what was the other one? He um, was in uh, Time to Kill, Aliens 3. Yes. Yeah. He was in a lot so, of uh, TV movie adaptations, I think, too. Yeah. Oh, Crocodile Dundee. Uh, and that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He was in Minister Society. Uh, let's see, a low down dirty shame. Yeah. The uh, just oh, he was in seven. Oh, okay. That's right. So yeah, he yeah, he's got he's got a lot of good credits behind him right there. I oh Gothica, forgot about that crap. But yeah, he was in that as well, too. But great actor right there. So great show. Um, unfortunately. 
they did the little, I think the nail of death, and they actually got great ratings, but the nail of death for them was they decided to do rock live, Ooh. meaning that it was in front of a live studio audience. So you basically would see them like cracking up on set and all this other stuff, and it just took the realness out of it right there. So, so it was like a, it was a legit drama, and then it you almost started. like a almost like a dramedy, if you will. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah, definitely. So it, it like I said, but at that last season right there, uh, Rock Live, it basically just that was their death knell right there, and it sucked because my mom was the one who introduced that to this show and I are in this introduced us to that show excuse me and loved it I loved it still love it to this day if what I can the, find the when DVD was it on? when was it on like time time frame uh it was like early 90s if I'm not mistaken um give me one second I'm pretty sure Let's see yeah it went from August 25th 1991 to May 10th 1994 okay so when I say early nineties, oh yeah, that was like yeah, a year into early it. 90s. I wasn't playing. So, but yeah, I yeah, and like I said, I loved that show growing up. Just I hated the last season, like many other people. So, that's my number nine choice is Rock. Nice. So, Mister Wagner, what was yours? Uh, oh, excuse me, it. Rich. <laughs> what, what was yours? <laughs> keeping it uh, in the. Uh comic book realm my number nine is lois and clark the new adventures of superman and you want to that talk looks about... like brandon ralph well it's got this oh fucking... that looks like kevin spacey what are you talking about sir i'm looking at the ad right now <laughs> stop looking at the ads so i can't <laughs> which i know real quick i'm sorry i know i'm add theater right now if kevin spacey didn't turn out to be the biggest creep on god's green earth Mm-hmm. Tell me he did, didn't play an underrated Lex Luthor. I thought his Lex Luthor portrayal was a little too cold, in my opinion. Like, at least Gene he was ca- he was he was calculating. That's why. What is Lex Luthor known to be? He's he's a calculating minute. He's always, always. We always talk about what the four D chess. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. He always plays for and this this version of him always looked like he was playing four D chess. I felt he was like always one or a couple of steps ahead of Superman. I feel that the the best adaptation of Lex Luthor was Michael Rosenbaum. Like I love Gene Hackman, but he just had like the the swindler type action. Didn't have like the uh, the genius aspect that I feel that um, Lex Luthor deserves. Anyway, that could be another topic here or there. Maybe we'll oh, do a wow. Willem show. Oh, absolutely. So, Lois and Clark, 93 to 97. I I started watching this with the kids not too long ago because it was on HBO Max. Um, doesn't really stand the test of time. I thought Dean Kane was a pretty good Superman. Um, for the time, it's only got like a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. But all in all, like, th- this holds a special place in my heart. It's got, you know, I remember laying on the floor in the living room on Sunday nights watching Lois and Clark. And I thought the Lex Luthor in that show was was really good, too. What was his name? John Shea. I thought he was a pretty good Lex Luthor. Um, but all in all, dude, this is uh, this is definitely a show I grew up watching. It, it furthered my love for Superman. Um, does it really stand up these, this day and age? Probably not, but that's why it's number nine on my list buddy okay very good all right well we're number nine out our there are eight more to go after this 
if you have any cool ass uh, TV shows that you love, I know we're just getting started on this list. Feel free to write in. Um, yeah. Again, that is bswrspodcast at gmail.com. Again, thanks to Matt for writing in. That was uh, quite hilarious. I think that about wraps it. Even though you're being goofy, Matt, thank you for it. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, until next time, keep your head up so you don't step in bullshit. And this is Rich. And love, peace, and chicken grease. This is Sean. Again. Thanks again for listening and supporting this RS production and giving this podcast a shot. I got to give a shout out to Brendan McPherson for his badass psychosis instrumental music that is attached to this podcast.